All right, time for the uh, random podcast where we talk about random things posted every Wednesday. I'm Tony Scott. You can uh, reach me on all things social media at Tony Scott Media. But today, today I have a very special guest. His name is Mark McRae, and he is the uh, proprietor of the podcast suites. He is a radio executive and a heck of a nice guy. What's going on, man? And I've been sanitized for your protection. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's I'm going a, on? I appreciate you allowing me to go on here and uh, talk crazy with you on this podcast. Just for clarity, uh, there's no cussing on this podcast. <laughs> You cuss if you want to. I don't cuss, but I mean, I don't cuss on a mic. I was raised in, we were both raised in radio. Right, yeah. And I was raised in radio when a, when a mic's <laughs> around your mouth, do not cuss. But apparently you don't subscribe to that. And it's just fine. Well, yeah, I just think that, you know, if you have the app, like for instance, if I was to go on serious and they said I can say words, I'm like, yo, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> just because. <laughs> just because you can? The taboo nature of right, it. Right, right, right. But no, right. I, I'm good though. I can, I can be a broadcaster today. Is that right? I can. All right. I'll try. Okay. See what well, happens. Fine. So the president decided to tell us last week that we we as Americans can actually try using Lysol and giving ourselves like Clorox enemas to try and get rid of this coronavirus. I had two Clorox chewables this morning. <laughs> did you really? I did. Good for you. <laughs> How you feel? Not so good. <laughs> I don't I, where does he get this? Well what's funny is that people uh, his, his, his followers are the worst because they defend him. Yeah. And then I had one guy who was defending him that I saw on like social media only to have the president come back later and say I was being sarcastic. So it kind of negates this guy's argument, <laughs> trying to defend him. Now, now, a couple things that come to mind by you saying that. One is he wasn't being sarcastic. And At if all. He, if he was being sarcastic, why would you be sarcastic in a moment like this? And he wasn't being sarcastic. He was not being sarcastic, yeah. right? And yeah. the second thing is, is that you actually like engaging with these people on yes. social media. Mark will challenge them. I will. I'm that guy. But you do it in an amusing, I mean, you amuse yourself by doing it. You don't get worked up. You don't. No. You, it's just, I just like to back them into a corner by asking them a baiting question. <laughs> and he's very good at that. So that's the thing. Now, one guy did give himself a, a Clorox enema. And oh. he, apparently he burned his innards. Sounds right. He's I in mean, the hospital. Don't, he, don't listen to the packaging. Listen to the president. That's right. But you always wonder, why do they put that on the packaging? And now we know why. Exactly. <laughs> We not, this is exactly I mean, why. This is exactly why. Right. Because people are actually that ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole poison control center for this kind of nonsense. <laughs> now, the president is actually in a space now where he's, I don't know, they told him you need to cut back on these updates every day, man, yeah. because you're getting dragged. Right. But his ego won't let him. Right. And you're bad at it. And you're very bad at it. Right. Right. Because they turn into campaign rallies. Right. And who's here for that? I don't think anybody's here for that. His followers are into it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But how do you defend that, though? They find a way. The only thing they say is he didn't say that. Right. That's all they got. Roll the tape. <laughs> Howard Stern went hard. I heard. He went ham, man. He was like, I'd vote for the wall <laughs> for president before I'd vote for him. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. That is great. Hillary Clinton endorsed Joe Biden today. I, I didn't expect that to happen, but I, I'm okay. Does, at this point, does it matter, though? No. That doesn't matter. It, I mean, I know she won the popular vote. Because Nancy Pelosi summer. did it the other day, and I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. And who, whose endorsement at this point carries more weight? Uh, I think the only person that actually has an endorsement that may carry weight would have been Bernie, because he does have a, a group of followers. Yeah. yeah. And he did. He yeah, did he endorse did. him. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I was reading that uh, a study in India says the reason why men get coronavirus more than women 
is because we have testicles. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the headline and didn't click on the story. <laughs> Please tell us more. <laughs> Apparently, there's some. Uh, it's warm down there. The mm-hmm. testes may, may harbor the uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus in men. It gives it sanctuary from the immune system. So the COVID gets into your system and it goes, ooh, berries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In some cases, you know, boulders. But right, still. right. But still, I mean. And then it gets into a woman and it goes, oh, no berries. <laughs> Well, let's just work with what we got. I don't know, man. What about women that identify as men? Does that make a difference? You know what? I don't know. That's a good question. But either they're there or they're not, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, when you come down to it, it's they're like either being, there. It's like being kind of pregnant. Either you are or you are. Or you're not. Right. I mean, come on, man. Right, I got you. So, have you been watching the, uh, I know you have, the uh, the Last Dance on ESPN? I know you oh have. Oh, my you're God. You're from Chicago. I watched each episode twice. That's wow. the truth. Yeah. So well, into it. Yeah. I mean... I like cussing Mike. I do too. I like cussing Michael Jordan. I do. It makes him more real. Well, because it just, and it's not overdone. It's very authentic. Yeah, it is authentic. Right. You know? And it just rolls off the tongue to the point where you can't even be offended by it. No, no. But I could not believe, and maybe you could because you grew up in Chicago, just how much hatred they have for the Detroit Pistons. Michael yes. still is angry yeah. about Detroit losing the series to the Bulls, and then they walking off the court without congratulating the Bulls. Right. We saw that as we, like I'm on the damn team. But as a Chicagoan, we saw it as just like really bad sportsmanship, and right. you're being sore losers. Right. And not only that, but you bullied your way through the last couple of times, and then finally we win it from you, and then this is how you act. So you can't even give us any credit for beating you legitimately. Now, John Sally says he wasn't part of that. No, 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 no. And if you really watch the tape, you can see Isaiah Thomas kind of cowers as he walks out. Yeah. It was really Bill, Bill Lambeer engineered all that. Yeah, yeah. And Bill Lambeer said yesterday that, you know what, we got old. They won, and we walked off. That was it. It wasn't personal. Yes, it was. Yes, of course it was personal. Yes, it was. Of course it was. Because, because congratulating someone is personal. Right, and that's good sportsmanship. The other thing is that I that amused me was the Dennis Rodman segment where during the season he had he needed a vacation. During Who does that? I love that. And I love George's response. Yo, if Phil, if you let him go on a vacation, we're not going to see him. <laughs> He said 48 hours. He said he ain't coming back in 48 hours. <laughs> he nailed that one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was in Vegas. He was... Uh, kicking it. Kicking it. With Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. Yeah. Now, she said recently, like in the last couple of days, that her and Dennis Rodman had sex all over the uh, Chicago Bulls practice facility. Yeah, I saw that. In the weight room, in the Everything. training room, on the court. You. I was like... Where are the wipes? Wipe it down. I know. And this was pre-COVID, so they didn't wipe anything down. They didn't wipe anything down. <laughs> Yuck. Nasty. Now, Tony Braxton had to come out because when it, this whole thing with Dennis Rodman, all of a sudden this rumor came out that she used to date Dennis Rodman in the 90s. Really? Yeah. So she went on Twitter and says, look, in the 90s, Dennis Rodman was hot. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> okay. She said, he, but I did not date him. She was, I never dated him. Okay. We were presenters at the VMAs together, and that was really about it. And then someone says, what about the picture of you two eating pizza together? And she, she didn't say nothing. So like, She's like, I'm, yeah, I don't want to talk and, about you know, that. Like, you know, mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. Well, you know, it doesn't look like Tony really is his type anyway. No, no. She's a couple shades darker than he right, prefers, right. right? Yeah. So that's, that's something that uh, 
But it is it is a notch on the belt, though. It is. You know, I mean, he, had, he had Madonna. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. So he has a type. Right. He does have a type. And that's, you know what? That's fine. Live your life, man. Tina Yellers from Family Ties, I heard. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, good Lord. There are types and then there are types. Damn. <laughs> you pull that one. Clean out your butt, man. What is that? <laughs> the most obscure reference possible. I don't know if yeah, Tina or the others just probably sat up in bed like, so who said my name? Right. Who, that, who that called my name? What was that? Who that called my name? She just said yes. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, uh, Dennis Rodman, to say he's different would be an understatement. And yeah. they trace back. It was really, according to that documentary, and tell me if I'm wrong, Madonna turned him out. Yes. Yes. I, I kind of read between the lines. And she was an influence on him. Yeah. So there's She was that. really arguably probably the biggest pop star in the world at that point, too, yeah, yeah. besides Michael Jackson. Right. So Diamond and Silk got fired by Fox News. By time. Apparently, they were fired on Monday, and they said uh, a few weeks ago, they said that the coronavirus, the death from coronavirus were being exaggerated, inflated to make Trump look bad, like he needs help in that area. And that, so they reportedly were fired for those comments. So apparently, and to me, I think Fox got everything they could get out of him. They did. And they just tossed him like away like trash. Yeah. It's like, okay, I think we, we, we've pretty much just squoze this one dry. <laughs> the novelty of them has worn off. Yes. And now they're just being ridiculous. And they could actually be a liability at this point. Yes. Especially since we're getting close to election time. Right. He's clearly behind. Right. And uh, now it's time to get serious. Right. Tyler Perry is confirming his plan to reopen his Atlanta production studio. He says that uh, since the governor opened up the state, he's prepared to have his entire crew and cast members tested for coronavirus on the first day of reopening. He says his employees would live on set and stay there until the project was complete. He says it takes me two and a half weeks to shoot a season of 22 episodes. They go that fast? I guess so. I guess kind of how like they do Family Feud. They yeah. knock about a bunch of them out yeah. one time. Yeah, and all of my shows are shot on the lot. We will never leave the lot for anything anyway, so uh, everything's already there. But he does say if the union rep says no, if the cast says no, if the insurance carrier says we won't cover you, then we're not going to reopen. It's a lot of things that got to go right for this to get pulled off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To get to for it to happen, I told my wife today that uh, Michelle Obama's becoming documentary is going to begin airing on Netflix May six, and she was like, "She's doing a documentary." I said, "They just follow around with a camera while she was doing her book tour and stuff like that." So her book tour supposedly made upwards of thirty five, thirty six million dollars. That's good bread. Yeah, man, we're in the wrong business, man. Who you telling? What's the deal? We're, we're being told to stay home. People are running out of patience. There was somebody in uh, St. Louis who says, I'd rather die than get treated like a slave. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. No, you no, wouldn't. No, no, you wouldn't. Stop it. You know, no, you. And, and no person of color would make that statement. No. For one, you don't understand. You don't understand death and you don't understand slavery. Well, it's a majorly insensitive comment. Yeah. And, and your privilege is showing. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, you have no idea what it's like to be. None of us do. You've right. got an idea, though, that you'll never see your loved ones again. And Governor Cuomo kind of um, tackled this. He said, nothing is worse than death. He goes, all these other things are really, really bad. Right. But they're not death. Yeah. 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 So, and Jermaine Dupree said last week in a video rant, he says, don't die because you're bored. Right. Which should be on a t-shirt. I like that. <laughs> don't die because you're bored. Sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does very quickly. So, uh, but in Chicago, they had this house party uh, in Chicago where a thousand people showed up. Oh, my gosh. And so it went bad. live on social media. And the owner of the house, a woman, has been fined 
and pretty much threatened, like, don't do this again, right? How much does she find? Is it they're not saying how much she got fined, but uh, she says it was her adult son who threw the party. He's the one in. This is the second time he did this. She's not saying his name or but Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, she came for the uh, for the people who went to the party because she says uh, everyone who attended the event, eventually everyone will be held accountable. She says what happened in that scene was foolish and reckless. Yes. There's got to be a level of responsibility for that. Millennials are not children. Millennials are online saying, well, that's not us. That's the generation below us. We at home. <laughs> we 30 years old. We in our between. These are a bunch of 20-year-olds and, and late teens. <laughs> what is that about? Oh, man. I was sad last week when Maxine Waters said her sister was dying in St. She's from St. Louis, and her sister was dying of coronavirus. I didn't know that. At a hospital in St. Louis. Do you know anybody who has it? Uh, actually, I know somebody who's recovering from it. There's a guy in St. Louis named Andre Robinson. Okay. Shout out to Andre Robinson, who uh, actually I know two people, uh, and uh, Andre's recovering from it. Uh, another friend of mine, Calvin King, has it. Prayers up for him. He's a, an amazing announcer, broadcaster, MC, and just a hell of a dude. Oh, so, yeah. In, uh, where is this? In Virginia, Fairfax County, which only has a population of 22,000. They uh, did a, a COVID sting that netted them 30 pedophiles. What's a COVID sting? Operation COVID was devised to catch predators preying on youngsters who were forced to conduct schoolwork on the internet and spend more time online because of the outbreak. Oh, my God. In the sting, police claim each offender used online platforms to initiate ex- explicit conversations in an attempt to solicit sex from a child, not realizing it was actually a cop. Because these uh the, these pedophiles and they're a crafty bunch. Yep. They they're saying all oh, these kids are all online right now. Right. And this is low hanging fruit for us. Yes. Let me go shopping. Yes. And that's exactly what they did. And they arranged to meet the victim at an agreed location. When each one arrived, they found a team of detectives waiting for them, and they were taken into custody. And this is all in the single county of Fairfax, Virginia. Like I said, a population of only twenty two thousand. 30 of them arrested, ranging in age from 20 to 74 years old, and they're collectively charged with 68 felonies. So sick. Wow. Disgusting. Have you heard about COVID toes? Yeah, kids are getting this, and I guess it's some sort of a rash or breakout that is affecting their, um, you know, appendages. They, they, they are, they're like, it's like a rash. They get reddish and sore, I, I, I believe. It, yeah. They say it's almost like, um, like herpes toes. I mean, it's, it's like it's a breakout. But I also said that uh, read where evidence suggests that COVID toes occurs when a patient is recovering from the virus. So they're on the downswing of it? Yeah. Oh. So, which is good news. Right. There was a, a, a something that had happened in St. Louis that uh, someone said, there was an event that happened. A lot of people were there that weren't supposed to be there. And some kid says, you know, uh, something to the effect with, you know, well, you know, if I don't, if I don't have coronavirus, I probably caught it now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Right. But I love a baby Jesus. Just yeah. be quiet, man. Did you, yeah, and then you're spreading it too. Yeah. And here's the part I think people really have not grasped is, you know, if you get it, God forbid you get it, you won't know how long you've had it. That's true. So you don't know who you've come in contact with. DJ Jazzy Jeff was saying this a couple of days ago because he's got it. Right. Is and, he asymptomatic? Uh, well, he says he's starting to feel a certain kind of, but he said his mom... I think, and no, his mother-in-law and his wife got it too. He says he got it from DJing in Iowa. Of all places. And he says he was leaving the stage and he was high-fiving people. He didn't know he had it. So now he feels bad that he may have infected people, right? He mm-hmm. don't know. He'll never know. Well, if Iowa turns into a hotspot. <laughs> There's something there, right? Blame him. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I would blame him. 
How'd but, you get sick? <laughs> that damn GJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> That would, not, that would not be right. Yeah, so bad PR right there. Eminem donates mom's spaghetti to Detroit hospital workers. Now, was it, wasn't it mom's spaghetti that caused the vomit in the song? Uh, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So he donated spaghetti to healthcare workers fighting the battle against the coronavirus in Detroit hospitals. Uh, he dropped off containers with labels that read, Thank you, frontline caregivers. The donations were made possible with the local catering company and the Eminem and Marshall Mathers Foundation. But Mom Spaghetti is that was it didn't turn out good in the song. Right. That's uh, that could be bad. <laughs> but it's a marketing ploy. It is a marketing ploy. So uh, let's see. Taraji P. Henson says the Empire finale was booty and we need to do it right. She says, this is going to haunt me for the rest of my career. Because they had a, the coronavirus shut them down while they were doing episode 19. There were 20 episodes. 20 was going to be the finale. Did they already? They already recorded it. It, it, it. The finale aired like last week. Right. Okay. And, and they said it's garbage. It's garbage. So she wants to do a, a just kidding and do a new episode. She wants to at some point revisit it, and they might. Showrunner says we, you know, and I, I think they will. That's gonna be a hard one to pull do off. Do a two though. hour two hour movie, wrap up the loose ends. But were we telling people to forget the other one that you saw that yeah. didn't happen? Yeah, it's like Bobby was in the shower in Dallas a long time ah, ago. Gotcha, right? gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Remember that? This is all a dream sequence. <laughs> That's all it was. So, hey, R. Kelly is trying to get off his floor, get out of jail because somebody on his floor has coronavirus at the jail he's at. The judge has said no twice because they say, one, he's a flight risk. Uh-huh. And he says, well, I owe the government $2 million in taxes. Why would I be a flight risk? Well, that's why you would be a flight risk. Well, that's one reason, right? And the second one, and then they say, well, you'll intimidate witnesses. And he never answered that one. <laughs> he goes, yes, well, you may have a point there, <laughs> but I ain't going to fly nowhere. <laughs> Speaking of R. Kelly, did you know that he auditioned for the Five Heartbeats? Did he? Yes. Well, I'm glad that he didn't get it because we'd have to throw the whole movie away. <laughs> we would, and that would be a tragedy. Well, he's, you know, he he's illiterate, right? And that may be one of the reasons why he he didn't did, get it. Yeah, because that's a whole lot of script in that. There's a lot of script in that. Anissi Nash also auditioned for it. And what I didn't know was that Keenan Ivory Wayans, Robert Townsend says him and Keenan and Ivory Wayans rewrote the script like 30 times. Really? Yeah. And he says that actually Keenan Ivory Wayans was supposed to be in the movie as one of the five heartbeats, but he was replaced by Leon. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, I think we can't see that movie now without Leon. Oh, no. The movie doesn't exist without Leon. Yeah, you know, and, and the, and, and the uh, what's it, Michael, what's the guy's name from Sugar Hill? He was also, you know. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name. <laughs> Michael somebody, right? Him. He plays He plays a great junkie. Yeah. And a great gangster. Yes. I don't know. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but he does. My wife did not know what Fashion Nova was. Well, that's because she is uh, not running in those circles. No, she's not running in those circles. But apparently they're in trouble. They've got to pay over $9 million back to customers because of uh, some settlement uh, they have with the FTC over their mail ordering practices. Apparently they were very shoddy. Oh, yeah. And uh, they got caught. They got investigated. And it's $9 million, which at this point, they could probably just pull out a petty cash. Exactly. Because they're making, I mean, they got deals with everybody, right? Cardi B's got a deal with them. Yeah, and that's the one thing they did, right? They use social media influencers and celebrities to endorse their product. And as a result of that, it has made them a multi-million dollar company. I mean, you never see Fashion Nova on TV. I haven't. Mm-mm. Never hear them on the radio. Mm-mm. You just hear about them on social media, right? Yep, and they, 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 that's their footprint. Yep. Megan Thee Stallion just came up with, she's got a, a line of jeans with them for tall women. Wow. 
Because I think she's like 6'8 or something. She's, you know. Yeah, they're a problem. Yeah. But uh, they, they're having to get off $9 million. Michelle Obama, we talked about her a little while ago. You know, Joe Biden says he would take her as his VP in a minute. She don't want that, though, does she? she? No, she doesn't want that job. Yeah. She, I, I, my wife and I were talking about this earlier. I think if, uh, if she had her way, Obama would have never been president. She, just, yeah. she liked the life they had. But and, she's and liking this one a lot more when she just sold $35 million <laughs> worth of appearances. Yeah, but would she ever get that life back? No, no never no. get that life back. No. No. Mm-mm. You know, so you just have to adjust to what's coming. The new normal for you. But it helps when you've got millions in the bank. No it sure sh- does. No, no shade. But it does. But when you have millions in the bank, you can, life is a little better. Well, I mean, imagine if you're a celebrity, but you're broke. That means you have to take a normal job mm-hmm. and you can't really move around the right. way that you want to. Right. So that kind of sucks. You can't move around but you got bread so it kind of makes it a little bit easier to move around yeah but when you ain't got it and nope. then like you got to do maybe a movie that you know is lousy right it's going to hurt your reputation but at this point you're trying to kill the snakes closest to you it's kind of like i, I told the told this story on my instagram about how i met um greg brady from the brady bunch the brady bunch yeah <laughs> and uh i went up to him and you know because he's doing a whole thing and he's signing stuff this was i was in college and I introduced myself. Hey, how you doing, Greg? I'm Mark. And he goes, uh, well, actually, my name is Barry. I'm thinking, whatever, Greg. <laughs> you called him Greg. I called him Greg. <laughs> if I meet Emmanuel Lewis, your ass is Webster. Well, Sorry. damn. I have to tell you my dad, uh, what's his name? Darren DeWitt. Mm. You know, talking about the guy from, uh, what was the movie with uh, Vanessa Williams and uh, Soul Food? Okay. Right. He played. I think he played Lim. Okay. So I was going to yeah. interview him. Right. And I didn't. I mean, I didn't know anything. You know. So my producer gave me the notes, and it said Daryl. Was Daryl his character? No. That she. His name is Darren. She put down Daryl. So you called the brother Daryl. I called him Daryl, and he said, "He said, would you call me?" I said, "Daryl." I said, it "Says right here, your name is Daryl." He says, "Man, you can't even get." Right, like you know, he's like, you can't get it right. Oh, right? No, he goes, I shouldn't even do this interview. I said, it's cool. I just hung up on him. I was like, okay, I don't need this word. <laughs> I don't need you. Need me? I don't need you. Right. <laughs> so I was like, come on, come on, man. So I hung up on him, and I told my program director. He was like, making friends again today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, if you were my program director, how would you, what would you have told me if I had done that? You know, working for you. If what like did you hung up on him? Yeah, I'm like okay. I mean, I really wouldn't have given a damn. Yeah. I really wouldn't have kept like well, okay. I mean, who gets who gets uh, like upset about that? I'm like right now. I, I interviewed Nicole Ari Parker. You know who she is? Yeah, yeah. So I'm interviewing her, and I just said, well, for f- folks that may not remember all, you know who you are. Go ahead and tell them all the movies that you've been. in. she goes, everybody knows who I am. I said, well, just humor me. Jeez. <laughs> what, what was that? What? <laughs> Jeez. Everybody knows who I am. What are you, what are you doing? Uh, ego. I had David Allen Greer one time tell me how long is this going to take because I want to go antique shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, man. And I love him, too, but so, that is, it's too much. The mics went on. Hey, David Allen Greer's in town this weekend. Two shows tonight, three tomorrow night, three uh, two on Sunday. What's been going on, man? Nothing. You got any movies working? He goes, yeah, a couple I can't talk about right now, but I'm be out in the near future. Okay, cool. Thanks for coming by. David Allen Greer, two shows tonight, three shows <laughs> So turn the mics off. He goes, bless you, brother. And he got up and walked out, right? <laughs> My program director tells me that's the best interview you've ever done in your radio career. I was like, whoa. Yeah, he got back to the music real quick. <laughs> I, I hear you PDs like that, man. Yeah, so we do like that. Yeah. So it did, I did that. And, you know, I had uh, Damon Wayne say, hey, uh, I don't want to tell any jokes. I want to save them for the show. I uh, said, okay. 
Hey, Damon Wayne's is in the studio. He's got two shows tonight, three shows tomorrow night, two on Sunday. What's up, man? Nothing. Nothing? Okay, good. All right, that's Damon Wayne's, y'all. It's like <laughs> now, now the promoter of the comedy club, he was pissed. Yeah. But it's like, well, what do you want me to do, man? He exactly. tells me he he's here to tell jokes. He's here to sell tickets. I guess I'm gonna talk about the old in living color days, and <laughs> you know, so you know, he but it wasn't gonna be funny though because he didn't want right. to tell any jokes. Yeah, so I let him go. I'm like, are you trying to sell tickets? Do you want people to come see you tonight or not? <laughs> I guess he figured, I got my money. I got my money. Yeah, a lot of them think that way too. Yeah, absolutely. There's gonna be another Whitney Houston movie, Mark. No, I want no offense to her because I love her, but do we need one? That's what I said. We've had two already. And this one is called I Want to Dance with Somebody. This one is going to be produced by Clive Davis and Pat Houston. World's so unfair. We got two Whitney Houston stories, but they have yet to do a Gary Coleman story. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. <laughs> that would be a miniseries, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> this series of short stories. That's just wrong, man. That's just wrong. But uh, yeah, so they all say when the movie's coming out or who's going to be in it. But it is coming uh, fairly soon. So we'll. And Clyde Davis had said in the past that those two Whitney Houston movies were trash and he was going to do one the right way. Well, third time's a charm. Third time is it, man. So. And uh, Jason Mitchell, the actor from The Shy, was a Superfly and yeah. the remake and all that. He got arrested in Mississippi on drugs and weapons charges. Jeez. He says he was with his family and they were fleeing the coronavirus. But he had, he had, I think they said he had allegedly had drugs in the car too. So wasn't he in the NWA movie too? He wasn't in the NWA. I think he, was, he played Eazy. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So he was in that, and he got fired from the Shy, right? Yep. For misconduct. Yep. And uh, now the uh, downward spiral. I hope it stops. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody lose, anybody fail. I don't want to see anything like that. So can't get right. Can't get right. So so New Hampshire is telling people do not microwave your face mask to try and sterilize them. People have to be told this, mm. like the Clorox thing. They yeah. have to be told this. Don't put your face mask in the microwave. And what are they thinking that it, the the microwaves are kryptonite to the COVID virus? You gonna burn your house down? I guess it's the same thing. Like I guess my mom used to put batteries in the refrigerator, and I used to ask her, "What do you do with?" Was that supposed to do something? What, what is that? I never heard of that. Yeah, supposedly you put batteries. You don't know this? No. Oh my god, you got to look that up. <laughs> Yeah, people put batteries in the refrigerator. I, I keep them fresh. I'm like, it ain't bread. <laughs> That's not what it is. Can I get a PB&J on, right, exactly. on some double A's, please? Exactly. Man. Now, my mom used to put clothes in the refrigerator while she made starch on the stove. Really? Yeah, you used to be able to buy starch and you'd cook it on the stove. And then she'd keep the, the clothes, like, moist in the damp, is a better word, in the refrigerator. And then she would, you know, like iron my dad's work clothes and then stand them up in the corner because they, they had yeah. so much starch in them. I mean, wow. that, that homemade starch, that thing. Wow, that's old school. That, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was when phone numbers were like, um, what's your phone number? <laughs> Bensonhurst 229. <laughs> when I was growing up, our phone number was SH. Never knew what it stood for, but I remember being with my dad at McCoy's Lumber one time. And they, he ordered something, and, and they needed his number. He said, Sherwood, and then he gave out the number. I said, oh, S.A. stands for Sherwood. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it was, right? Wow. So that's like, yeah. That, boy, that's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Man. A runner in Massachusetts wanted to send a positive message, this over the coronavirus, so she ran her own 26.2-mile marathon. It spelled out Boston Strong on a map on her run tracking app. Wow. But she forgot a letter, so the map says Boston Strong. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a woman in Iowa who's been sewing hundreds of reusable masks 
and she takes them outside. She hangs them on a tree, and people need a mask. They can come by and just pull one off the tree. Oh, there's a, there's a uh, mask tree? <laughs> the mask tree is what that is. Bless her heart. So there's that. What else we got going here? They say the dead people are receiving stimulus checks. Really? Yeah. And are alive people cashing them? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. The president says we'll get that money back. I hope so. But apparently they haven't been like. You know, one of the things I didn't know is like what banks do like every morning. I was told this by somebody who worked at the bank is they check the obituaries in the communities they're in. Makes sense. So no one can come in and try to withdraw money from somebody who just died yesterday. It's like, oh, no, Patrick Williams died this morning. You ain't getting a quarter. <laughs> I didn't know they do that. I didn't know either. Wow. Did you know about this TV reporter in uh, Stockton at KCRA? She's doing her show from home because of the coronavirus. Stockton, California. Yes. And she's at home doing her thing. They're doing a segment on women having to do their own hair at home, right? So she's in her bedroom. Oh, boy. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> this is all about angles, y'all. All about angles. Is there a big, giant love toy in the back? No, but there's her <laughs> husband in the back, in the shower, naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? 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 Is, that's stupid. I know. I know. That's crazy. Who does that? Oh my gosh! There he's in the back, just lathering up. Huh? <laughs> it's just there. It's just there, man. I knew it was going to happen. People recording from home. There's something that's going to go gonna south. Happen, yeah. yeah, always. Now, what would you rather have? Uh, be exposed like that, or have your wife with her big giant sex toy sitting on the side somewhere and? Uh, I think I'd rather go with the exposed. I don't think you can live down the old big sex toy. Really? Back. Yeah. Because so you have to take one for the team. Yeah, I would. And the reason I say that is because that's clearly an accident. The sex toy in the back is like, okay, you into some stuff. <laughs> terrible, terrible look. <laughs> oh man, Chipotle is going to fork over twenty-five million dollars for their food poisoning cases. It's the largest fine ever in a food safety uh, case. And this comes from more than one instance. The Justice Department announced uh, last week that Chipotle has been ordered to pay $25 million the fine to settle the charges from foodborne illness outbreaks at its restaurants. 1,100 people across the country claim they got sick from Chipotle restaurants between 2015 and 2018. So it's $25 million divided by how much? 1,100. Well, let me do the math here. All right, do your math. So and $25 million. Yep. They're in trouble for selling tainted food. Divided by 1,100? Yep. Uh, it's about twenty-two seven a person. Okay, that's not terrible. And lawyers get one third of that. Okay, so now we're down to uh, we're down to like uh, about fourteen million. Yeah, well, fourteen thousand. Yeah, fourteen thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, December twenty fifteen, an ill employee in Boston was ordered to continue working after vomiting inside the restaurant. She, this person threw up, and they says, "Back to work." Oh my gosh! <laughs> Two days later, the employee came back to work and helped package a catering order. That's not good. For the Boston College basketball teams, uh, for team whose members were among customers sickened by the outbreak. Bad, bad, bad. They're bad, also accused bad, of fed in the whole food at appropriate temperatures to prevent uh, and control the growth of foodborne pathogens. And this is a catering business? This is Chipotle that got in trouble. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they were doing some catering. They were, they were doing outside. catering. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So they have to be in a food safety compliance program for the next three years. Three years? Forever. 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 Because, you know, in the professional world, forever is not forever. Yes. Like in sports, you've been uh, banned, but you can reapply in three years. Right. Why don't you just got banned? Yeah, and it you reapply. Make any sense. You got banned for a lifetime. How can you reapply in three years? I don't get it. Well, what is that? At all. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, baby face Teddy Riley battle? 
Uh, after the first one went south, I just couldn't do it. I watched the second one. Was it good? It was good. Good. It was okay. good. But Babyface clearly. When Babyface broke out his acoustic guitar. Yeah, you can't It, it was a rap. That. It was a yeah. rap, right? And then Teddy Riley, like Babyface, would be like playing his song. Teddy Riley would get up and go to another room. And not knowing, and then he, all of a sudden he shows up with a keyboard. What's well, too late now, man? You got a house, man. Oh you my got, gosh! Got, what? Teddy was cool. Teddy was gracious. Teddy was great, you know. But you, you got you, you got smashed, man. He, got so, too, he was doing way too much in that first one, though. That first one, man. Come on, man. This ain't a concert. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh man, Madonna suggested it. And, and by the way, Babyface told some gems. He's got a bunch of stories. But he told a story about uh, Madonna one time suggesting Michael Jackson Jackson dressed like a girl for his in the closet video. Mm-mm. And he says, Michael told him, Babyface, can you believe she wants me to dress like a girl? I'd never do that. Babyface says, well. <laughs> she was trying to change it all up. He says it was crazy. He says Michael was really mad about it. He also says that Michael called him one time and says, Babyface, do you know Halle Berry? He goes, yeah, I know Halle Berry. Can you call her? I want to take her out on a date. He was like, mm-hmm. what? He goes, I want to take her out on a date. So he didn't have her number, so he called an agent. Who right. got a hold of Halle's agent? And he says, I can't tell you what Halle Berry said. I said Hell no, I'm not going out. That was the end of that story, right? Yeah. <laughs> never happened. No, never happened. So, and a teenager, Amari Dancy, who's 18, she got stuck inside her washing machine while playing a game of hide and seek with her, rel- her younger relatives in Virginia. The kids are bored, man. They were bored. She never plays with the kids, but she was bored. So they're playing hide and seek and they've hid everywhere. So she goes, let me hop in this washing machine. And she couldn't get out. I saw her. She's not a small girl. No. And then the, the guy from the fire department says, well, who won? <laughs> <laughs> and Maytag Corporation is like, we ain't built for this. <laughs> now they got to put a warning. Now they got to put a warning sign on all the Maytags and Ken Moore. <laughs> There's a story about a, a woman whose breast implant saved her from a gunshot. Yeah, I heard about that. Now, this happened a while back, but they just got written about it in a medical journal. And apparently, she was randomly hit with a bullet in Toronto. And the bullet hit her left implant, which kept it from hitting her heart. The bullet deflected over to her right breast, and it hit that implant with enough force that it flipped the implant over. Damn. Are her boobs all cattywampus now? <laughs> Look like two puppies wrestling in a Kroger set. <laughs> no. <laughs> it got lodged in the woman's chest. Doctors say the bullet would have killed her if it wasn't for her implants. She only wound up with one fractured rib, but she had to lose the implants. Yeah. So they both got messed up. Yeah, they were wrapped. So, and apparently that's not the first time that's happened to a woman. Right. That happens. Maybe it's a feature they can sell. Plus, if you don't get shot. <laughs> and, uh... The high school students, where was this, man? They did a TikTok video that was racist. Yeah, I'm not sure where it was exactly. Uh, probably either a southern state or one of those square ones. Or, or Florida. Yeah, or Florida. Or Florida. It's always Florida's always in the mix. But uh, she uh, went on to apologize. I want to apologize for the abhorrent video I posted. I know in my heart how wrong it was. My boyfriend is racist, and he slowly normalizes racism on me. Mm-hmm. One bus, no waiting. Still, I should have never have let him. I believe blacks are human too. Blacks, huh? See, here's a pro tip for you. When you're apologizing to a group of, 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 of an ethnicity of people, a race of people who you've offended, call them by their, the official name for them. Don't call them blacks. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I, I think haven't. colored folks are people too. <laughs> Jeez. What? I believe blacks are human too, made in the image of Christ. 
I have disappointed God and I want to apologize. Please don't contact my college. <laughs> it's my future. Too late. And one mistake should not ruin a life. Too late. Also, please stop with the death threats. Again, I apologize. Sincerely, Steph. Nah. 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 Keep it. Your college, I think the college is already like, they may, I know he got fired. Or yes. she got fired. Somebody got fired. Right. And I'm pretty sure the college thing will probably happen too. Because the colleges, they don't need that. No. They don't need that at all. No, and they don't need that stain because what's going to come out is, hey, you know that girl is being mad racist? She's now going to Southwest Missouri State or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't need that. Yeah. She's now a Saluki. No, no she's not. <laughs> You're a Saluki. Yeah. Mm-mm. Don't put her at my alma mater. <laughs> not your alma mater. No, please don't. My alma mater was Columbia School of Broadcasting, the, the War Eagles. We oh. The War Eagles. So Columbia School of Broadcasting. <laughs> not affiliated with CBS, but approved for veterans. I gotcha. Very cool. Call 629-1711. Look at that. You remember the phone number? <laughs> the whole thing. So college wasn't realistic for me. Makes sense. No. And, but and you, you went to college when you were like 11. No, I wasn't that. I was 16. <laughs> you were 16. I was 16, yeah. How did, and you went, you went to Carbondale. You're from Chicago. That's right. Went to school at SIU and Carbondale. Go Salukis. Went there at 16 with the uh, specific reason of studying broadcasting. Yeah, but how do you, how do you parents, your parents, you must have been mature beyond your years. Well, they made a tough decision at, at the end of like second grade. They said, well, we don't want him to go to third, we want him to go to fourth. That's what the people at the Chicago So you, you were brilliant said. as well, a child. That's it's relative. I was brilliant <laughs> for the Chicago public school system. <laughs> Go out to Naperville, not yeah, so much. Not Naperville, I'm failing. <laughs> Schaumburg, I can't pass a class. <laughs> but in the southeast side of Chicago, I'm an A student. <laughs> so they sent me to they, they they made the decision, let me go to fourth grade, and then um, it was kind of onward and upward from there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. College at 17, 16? 16. 16. Yeah. And so how old were you when you graduated? I left there at 20 and came to Dallas in my first radio job. Wow. Yeah, yeah. First radio job at a news talk station. You were doing news when you were 20? KRLD, yeah. Yep. Wow. Because my program director at a station in Chicago had took a job in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> he, he said, you need to come down here with me. And I mean, it was awesome that he saw something in me at a 19-year-old and, 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 and offered me a job in Dallas. And I, what I was doing was I was running... Um, the new news hour, uh, Dr. Laura, and then I was an anchor reporter on the Texas State Network, which is also based in Dallas and is on like hundreds of stations yeah, throughout the yeah. state. Yeah, my first radio job I ever had was at a country station, and we ran TSN News. You were a TSN affiliate. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 At top of every hour, man. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah. Yep. Had to play the farm report from six to six twenty on a cassette. Yes. Every day, and uh, then uh, we after that we did the local news. Played music up till about uh, five till the hour, and then uh, came out of commercial break. Had to time it to catch the news at the top of the hour. Yeah, I wasn't good at it at first. I'd really struggled with TSN um, because it was hard, hard timed news. Yeah, and you had only well, tell se- people who, what hard time news is. So like. that means you have to be done at a certain time, otherwise it'll cut you off. Right, right, and and there was the, there was these tones or audible tones. And those tones would hit all the other stations, give all the other stations the indication, and now play your commercials or play your identification. And it would go, beep That's That means you're done, right? Whether you're finished talking or not. And other boop news. Be-doop. And I remember several times, I would always end my newscast with the lottery numbers because I'm like, I can take that at my own pace, right? Right. But sometimes if you don't time it out right, you look up, you're like, oh, damn. And the lottery numbers are 15, 24, beep damn it. <laughs> 
you ever say damn it? Oh. No. Well, after the beat hoop, it didn't matter. <laughs> I saw one time on BET back when Donnie Simpson was on. And he was going to a video, I think, and he was working on Kiss Radio at the time in D.C. Yeah. He was the morning guy and the program director for many years. But he, he said, instead of saying on BET, he said on oh, 93.9 Kiss. And then, he, then you saw him go... <laughs> Whoops. Oh, man. Good times. Donnie's one of the coolest people ever, too. Me, too. Still cool. Still cool. Yeah. Met him several times. He's been awesome. Yeah. Every Very time. Good. Very good. Very good. So, Mark, if you don't know, Mark is, is an owner of a podcast studio. And how, how has that been, man? It's been great. It's been really, really good. I mean, obviously, the uh, coronavirus has hit our business some. But um, I, I feel very optimistic. Uh, our big customer base has been, you know, corresponding with me, asking me when we're opening. So they want to come back and do it. And for some people, they're doing it as a way to enhance their business, as a branch of their business. And some people are doing it because, you know, they have aspirations to be broadcasters or to just share their story. And others are doing it because it's cathartic. They have something on their mind and they want to get it off. And this is a way of, of you know, reaching an audience. And, so, And you have, like, and really, the, the, it runs the gamut from, those who use it for the business yeah, and those age, who just need to express themselves. Age, race, um, topics are all, it's it's a wide gamut of individuals that come through here. I mean, the lady who who wrote erotic stories and would come in the studio and turn on the light, the only light would be on would be off the computer screen. Right. I mean, like, okay, lady, she, whatever you need. She talked like this and her butt was so juicy. I'm like, what? You know, yeah. and, I, and I'm sitting there editing it for her. <laughs> Listen, lady. If what? I hear some buzzing, you're getting kicked out of here. <laughs> and, and we'll leave it right there. Right. That's what we'll do. It is a random podcast. Oh, thank you so much, man. Thank appreciate you. It. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Provides the podcast suite for me to do this podcast each and every week. We put it up on Wednesdays. So uh, thanks so much for everybody for downloading and sharing it. Also on the Allison and Mark app, you can get it, the app for free, and listen to content like this on there. It's up there. We're, like I said, every Wednesday, Reach Me, Tony Scott Media on everything social media. All right, we'll talk again soon. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and wash your hands. Amen.